Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Justin Trudeau continues to support liberal incumbent uh, in Kitchener, Ontario, even though Mr. Saini, as I said earlier, is alleged by several female staffers to have engaged in sexual misconduct toward them. Uh, here's what Trudeau said. Play it. I think Canadians know that we have always acted decisively on showing that we don't tolerate sexual misconduct or harassment. Not only that, we acted to put in place much stronger, more rigorous processes in Parliament, within our party, within organizations across the country. Michelle Rempel-Garner is a Conservative Member of Parliament for Nose Hill in Calgary. She uh, is uh, shadow minister in the uh, opposition of Mr. O'Toole. She joins us on the program. Michelle, I know you've been speaking about Mr. Trudeau's declaration. Here's what he had to say. You just heard what he had to say. You're not unfamiliar with that. What, what's your take on what's going on here? I, I just feel for the women who came forward in this situation because he basically just summarily dismissed their concerns, right? Um, the the, the 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 original reports were actually published in the CBC and they were really serious. There's some serious allegations in there. Um, what concerns me is that, you know, for example, Mr. Trudeau said that uh, he put in place processes to review these types of allegations. Well, in that report, the, these women said that they weren't even invited into the re- review process. Uh, at no point does he say he reviews, uh, he believes these women. Um, that is Mr. Trudeau. And at no point has he said that Mr. Saini would be, you know, subject to any type of potential ramifications. And that's not the type of response that women need in order to create a workplace that is free from harassment. Um, so, you know, this is why, Roy, I, I've written to the um, the clerk of the House of Commons, the most senior officer in, in Parliament, and I've asked for a review of this process because if it worked, then why 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 is this happening right now? And I, I my my strong suspicion is that it didn't. Um, I, I I really think that uh, Mr. Trudeau um, should have at least called for uh, Mr. Saini to commit to citizen independent because we're past the point in time when he can be removed from the ballot should he be reelected. And in my letter, I did express concerns about the safety, uh, potential safety of women on Parliament Hill, uh, should these allegations be proven to be true. And uh, one of the the women, the the staff member who went to the Human Rights Tribunal with her concerns, according to CBC News, um, said that what happened to her contributed to mental health issues and that she attempted suicide last year in the MP's office, so that is extremely serious. Jody Wilson-Raybould, who you know well, and sat opposite the aisle, in, uh, at least until Ms. Wilson-Raybould was an independent member of Parliament, tweeted, anyone who has responsibility to address this and does not is not fit to lead. Anyone who stands by and does nothing to com- is complicit. Anyone who is surprised has not been paying attention. And I went back and, you know, I went back and looked at the story of the National Post reporter who in... Uh, when Mr. Trudeau was 27 years of age, said that he'd acted inappropriately toward her and then apologized a day later, saying something that he wouldn't have behaved that way if he'd known she was a national media person. And then he mm-hmm. had the temerity, Michelle, as you know, to come forward and say, well, people experience things differently. Yeah, I... Such um, outrage. I would just say this. Uh, 
silence covers the sins of powerful men. And I've been doing these types of interviews in my public service now for nearly a decade, and I really don't think much has changed. And I think that's because um, there's one line in the art, the CBC article that really resonated me, with me, the, the women that came forward that said that they, they felt they were scared for their careers. And it's because all of the onus is on the victim, not on the abuser and in, in our current system. And when there's silence, when, when you know, allegations are just brushed under the, the, the rug, um, what that does is it emboldens perpetrators to continue this culture where this is okay. And it makes women go underground and, you know, suffer through this. So um, I absolutely understand why somebody would be uh, driven to, to that type of, of state uh, because when you feel like there's no recourse and no justice and your income is dependent on your silence, um, you know, like this is that's the type of result. And yeah. it is incumbent upon us who are in leadership positions to say no. And it's why, you know, when there's been um, issues within my own party, I have come out and criticized my party because it's my I'm in a leadership position and I have to do that to affect change. So, you know, I would just close with this there's a liberal candidate listening to this show today shame on you for being silent where are you and where's your voice for these women uh, and and to be fair to mr saney he says he's not behaved inappropriately uh, but it's still incumbent on mr trudeau to take appropriate action and i would agree with you he should have said you will sit as an independent until we get to the bottom of this and that's the way it should have gone forward if i can just get uh, one comment from you quickly about how you see this election campaign developing there have been mm. quite a few surprises here we are um, you know, in the first in the long weekend, the Labor Day weekend, and uh, the polling is looking not so promising for Mr. Trudeau, but significantly better for your party and much better for uh, as far as popular personal popularity is concerned for Mr. Singh. Well, there's two weeks left approximately in this campaign, and I know my party is focused on earning the support of Canadians with a strong plan. Uh, for economic recovery. But I will say this, like I've door knocked a lot and made a lot of calls over the last couple of weeks. And uh, I'm just hearing people across political stripes say, why are we having this election, particularly in a time where, you know, we're seeing the uh, fourth wave of COVID, forest fires, Afghanistan, inflationary pressures. And I don't think that the Liberals have been able to answer that question beyond what the truth is, which is they wanted a majority government at all costs. Um, I would note that it, I think it was in the French leaders debate, uh, Trudeau was pressed on like, well, if you, would you have called this election if you were in a majority government? And he really stumbled on that. And I think it sort of speaks to motivation. I also think the Liberals have really miscalculated in that they called this election, assuming that Canadians weren't paying attention in the summer. That, that has not been my experience. The electorate is engaged. Um, it's good to see. And they're looking at the Liberals now and going, not this time. Um, you know, I know we have to earn support, um, but I'm proud Like we're running a positive campaign. We've got a good plan, and uh, I'm hearing good things from colleagues across the country. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 